What's up, y'all? It's Will here at ScheduleFly, and this is a episode with Scott Maitland, proprietor of Top of the Hill Restaurant and Brewery in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. If you've been listening to the podcast or followed any of our media over the years, you've you've heard from Scott before. He's been in the book. Um, he's uh, been on the podcast multiple times, and uh, he has got a big day ahead. Of course, the today is um, Monday. April 4th and the Tar Heels are in the national championship game for men's college basketball tonight. And he's got top of the Hill restaurant and brewery, sort of the, as as he says, it's the front porch to Chapel Hill. Um, it's on the main corner of town. Uh, it's on the third floor. It's where you'll see when, when people celebrate there, as you would have seen Saturday night, you see people that are sitting out on a, or standing on a porch, um, a couple floors up, hundreds of people out there looking out over the crowd that's top of the hill i've been doing it for 26 years this will be their fifth or sixth uh, championship game and anyway it was just interesting talking to scott about like managing the process like how do you how many people do they have in there how you know how do they decide who gets to come in um and the difference that technology has made for making that process so much easier for him and his team. But, you know, just the staffing, all the things that come along with that. I was really curious about that. And of course they had to do it Saturday night. Saturday night's a little bit different than Monday night. Uh, of course, tonight's the national championship. And then, you know, what'll happen tomorrow if they win. And so it was just an interesting, quick conversation. Uh, Scott's always kind enough to come on. Um, he's come on every time I've ever asked and he's just such a great guy. I, I consider him a friend, but, uh, enjoy this episode and um, I guess whether you're you're rooting for North Carolina or for Kansas hopefully it'll be a good game tonight and a uh, big deal for Scott and the folks at top of the hill and we appreciate him doing this so y'all stay tuned more of these coming soon all right take care well Scott I won't keep you long but uh well I, I guess just do this uh we'll kick it off here so go ahead and introduce yourself yeah, my name is Scott Maitland. I'm proprietor of Top of the Hill Restaurant and Brewery in Chapel Hill. So, uh, Scott, thanks for doing this today. Um, I, I'm sure you've got a very busy day. So the the UNC Chapel Hill um, Tar Heels won their Final Four game against Duke a couple nights ago. They're playing for the national championship game for college basketball tonight, and you have an iconic restaurant right in the middle of town, Top of the Hill Restaurant and Brewery. You've been doing it for – must have been about 25 years now? Uh, 22 years, yeah. Crazy, 20. huh? Oh, yeah, no, hold on. 26 years, yeah. I mean. 26, yeah. God, that's mm-hmm. nuts. Um, okay, well, so if I asked you at the beginning of the year, if I told you, yeah, your football team's going to be like, eh, kind of average, but your basketball team's going to be in the national championship, which you thought I was insane? Um, well, I don't know if insane, but I would just would I just don't think that's going to happen, right? I mean, we definitely, unfortunately, the football team didn't didn't uh, perform. We were so close, but uh, we didn't. But uh, um, yeah, no, this has been such a survival. The idea of, of Carolina being in the national championship on basketball—that's the crazy part, right? Like that—that's the part that uh, is just insanity. Yeah, really is. Well, so, um, yeah, I mean, a couple months ago, like, I, you know, I listened to sports talk radio and people were like, yeah, they're probably not going to make the tournament this year. Not yeah, Even, I don't know. I mean, we count up the weeks, but yeah, I think six weeks ago, I mean, I, I, I think there is a fair argument to be made that if we didn't beat Duke in Cameron on coach K's last home game, 
that we may not have been invited to the tournament. I mean, it was that close. And, and, and that's why that's that surprising because not many people uh, thought we had a chance not to make myself sound like uh, some kind of talking head or whatever, but I am on record, even given an interview that I felt like we had a good chance to, to win it at Duke. Um, and uh, it's been great because this season I've had a chance to actually go to most of the games and my kids are old enough. We could do it. So it's been a real family affair and uh, we could just see the team coming together in a way that, um, you know, that's one, one of the challenges. And one of the reasons why Carolina was so far on the outs is they changed how they, they do the, the rankings for this power thing and in the top 68 teams or whatever. And so, you know, ACC didn't do good in the beginning of the year. And then there was no way for the ACC to gain ground because we were all predetermined to be not that good. And so I think that um, the results show the ACC definitely got better because we had what three out of the final eight teams. Um, So, you know, it's just one of these things that sometimes, you know, what you measure and how you measure um, uh, doesn't necessarily uh, reflect reality, which I think that in the restaurant business, we, we all get a taste of that sometimes. Well, tell, okay. So talk about, uh, you know, that's why I want to talk to you today about the restaurant business and in, in a college town when your team is doing well like this. I mean, you all had a, I would imagine a huge night Saturday night. Now you got to prepare for another big night tonight. It, um, what, what comes with that? Like, what are the things that, yeah. Well, so first of all, I, I, I think one of the things that, that, you know, not to sound like Debbie Downer or whatever, but, you know, I've given a lot of interviews over the past week. Everyone thinks that, oh, man, you're going to just kill it on Saturday. And, you know, as we all, all of us restaurateurs know, uh, Saturdays are our biggest days anyways. And so uh, the problem with uh, especially, you know, Final Four, you know, we're not getting any table turns. So you got people coming in and, and there's such demand and such a logistical thing to get people seated so they can watch the game that, you know, you just killed the entire dinner seating. And so uh, to be fair, we ended up doing a little bit more than we expected, but the idea that we're doing any more um, um, than we, what we normally do is, is simply silly. And in fact, it actually costs us a little bit of money on that day. Now the flip side is, is that yesterday was huge. Right. Because people are still in town. And so, you know, so my, my whole point to everybody, it's not like, hey, that's the day and we're all running to the bank. Uh, it's more about um, uh, reinforcing the branding in, in, a, in a slow, steady win, because not only do the days surrounding like we learned the hard way in 2005 uh, after making it through our national championship in 2005 on Tuesday, we were like, OK, we're just going to staff lightly because it's over and everyone's exhausted. And we, my chef to this day, he's been, in, he's been in the business now 40 years. He's like, that was absolutely the worst day of my life in the restaurant business oh, because man. so many people are in town and so many people want to come up. So, so, you know, it is definitely a win. And, and then obviously everything can't be boiled down to an economic transaction and branding for Chapel Hill is so wrapped up in this identity that, that, you know, there's a, this is all such a win and such a fun time. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily present itself in the way that people think, which is just, hey, we're, you know, Saturday night's over and we're walking to the bank. Um, and the other thing is, is that it is a logistical challenge and, and it's a challenge. You know, you're you're balancing, you know, we, we've got staff who uh, all go to school here. And of course, they want to watch the games. And, you know, I mean, like there, there are some real things. And then and then you've got people who get very angry that they're only una- we're unable to um, uh, 
you know, meet their needs in terms of seats and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, I mean, I keep feeling like I'm a Debbie Downer because it's so much fun and so great. But the reality is we got 10,000, 15,000 people that want 300 seats. We're going to disappoint people. And, and as we all know, in the restaurant business, people are not shy about letting their disappointment be known anymore, you know? And so you got people flaming us for, you know, for what? We don't have enough room? What? You know what I mean? And so we try to be very, very open and transparent about how we give tickets out and give everyone a chance. Um, but I've had to have discussions with, with uh, irate customers uh, about how online shopping carts work and that, you know, the transaction is not done until you actually make the transaction. You didn't do it fast enough. Somebody else bought it before you did. And I'm sorry you didn't get the seat. You know what I mean? So, so I only bring this up because I know the, the audience that we've got, which is we're all restaurant professionals. And so I think people can relate to this. Sometimes, you know, people from the outside just think it's all so easy and everyone shows up and it's like, man, this is a, this is a bear, you know, all these people and, and, and trying to keep that customer service up because the downside is, is that, that, you know, or, or, you know, the reality is you got all these people and, and, and there's just as much opportunity for people to say oh this place sucked when in fact we're, we're really killing it right so we really have to um you know think about that and make sure that we're on point with customer relations and all of that which which you know we spend a lot of time in yeah that's exactly why i asked you that question that brings up so many things that i, I just would not have intuitively thought of um one that makes a lot of sense is the table turns so i mean i guess you you have people that are just Coming and getting a table and they're there all well, no, so, so yeah, so the only way that we can handle this, I mean, it, and, and so it's been interesting to me to see how technology has changed how we did this. But going back to the day, like 98 and all that stuff, you know, what we would do is we would have, again, trying to keep this open to everybody and, and, and myself and, and Guy Murphy being dedicated to the idea that it shouldn't just be insiders to get tickets. Um, you know, like we, we, we have this, this, thing that's part of our culture atop of the hill that we are the front porch of chapel hill and consequently the, you know the front porch just can't be a bunch of scott and guys friends coming in you know what i mean like and and i think that that's an important piece of branding too it's like you got to get new people and new blood the opportunity to make these lifetime memories um so you know as each year goes by there's a tension you know we got people saying like i was there in 05 and 09 and 17 and you know i i deserve a seat and it's like well okay or maybe you should give somebody else a chance to make up, you know, um, but we used to camp out like we used to say, OK, we're going to release seats, you know, at, at, at noon the day before, because um, and, and I feel I feel like Top of the Hill is is who pioneered this. I, I as a law student, remember showing up at BW threes on Franklin Street, which no longer exists or hasn't existed in 20 years, but showing up at 7 a.m. on St. Patrick's Day. So I could see a sweet 16 game for Carolina that played at 10.20 p.m. And we sat there from 7 a.m. to 10.20 p.m. I mean, there's only so much stuff you can eat and drink, right? And I realized that, that we needed to have a better way to make sure that we could actually translate all this demand into something instead of people just parking all day long. And so what we decided is we come up with a ticket system. And if you were here for the game, you get a ticket. And then we clear everybody out. And the people that were here for the game would, would you know, seat and all that kind of stuff and so the town used to get honest because it got to the point where people would camp out for two or three days ahead of time right and so with covid though and all of that stuff we changed it so now we do an online reservation thing and one of the things we do too we, we talk about selling tickets uh we don't sell tickets 
And in fact, I'm probably stupid not to do that in, if you're just looking at it as an economic transaction. But, but we just don't feel like we should be charging people. And instead, what we do, though, is we make them do a $40. Uh, and I think actually for this game, it's $50. But, you know, they pay us $50 to get a seat, but they get a $50 food and beverage credit when they arrive. Right. It's just sort of like a more of a minimum than anything else. Otherwise, we would have people not show up. And so people reserve the seats. We run all day long like normal. Um, but then, you know, a couple of hours before the game, we clear everybody out. And then we uh, set it all up for viewing and then we let people in. And so with respect to Final Four, uh, we had a huge lunch that day. Um, and then we got everybody out and we redid the seats. We got everyone out of the dining room, redid the seats. And then people came in and we started to sit at 530 to watch both games because people want to watch both. Um, for the championship game, it's a little bit of a bigger deal. And we even have like sold like seats at the bar and all that. So we're going to have lunch today until three, close down, reset up. And then at six o'clock, let everybody in. Well, the, the darn game doesn't start until 10 or 920. Right. So, um, um, you know, that's kind of just gives you an idea of, of what has to happen. But otherwise, if you don't do that. We have all kinds of issues with people being upset that they didn't have a seat, people not wanting to leave and, and, you know, you get you get in altercations and all that kind of stuff. So I know I'm rambling on, but it is it's complicated. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that we've got it to the point where, where you know, um, we don't have problems with customers. And I feel like we tried to optimize the monetization of demand in a way that's fair to everybody and then also allows us to, you know, make some money. And, and I will say this, that obviously tonight is the night that we make way more money than we normally would. Um, because you know, Mondays suck normally, right? So, okay, when can people start buying tickets? Like for tonight, when do they, when did you, they, we did it at noon yesterday, and yesterday. for the final four, we did it on noon on I think Thursday. Um, but this is an online transaction, so it's like buying concert tickets or something. Like, you that's exactly right, that's exactly right, and so they sold out within a minute. Right. And I will I will tell you that that this process, I mean, I, I will say this, the technology has made it um, so much um, less stressful because before people were camping out. It's like, OK, great. Well, uh, the town would get on us like like somehow we were responsible for that. You know, people need to use the restroom. People need to have I mean, like 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 we'd have to have staff monitoring the line because people would accuse people of cutting and. You know, now it's just like, OK, great. Everybody's got a shot. Get on there. And it's very democratic, you know, little d democratic. And it's great because before the the line or the ticket sales were dominated by students who could afford to camp out. Now it does. It's a great mix. We got students and we got townies and we got all kinds of stuff because everybody gets a shot. Hmm. And I'd love to know. Like if anyone's got any better way, better ideas and better way how to do it, man, I'd love to know. Yeah. I mean, on one way, and people say this all the time, that we should just flat out accept payment, like like auction these things off. And 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 by the way, um, you know, for the Duke game especially, people were talking about a secondary market. And we clamped down on that. We're like, hey, if we if we wanted to sell these spots for 250 bucks, we would have done it ourselves. And we made it that the initial purchase buyer had to be there or we wouldn't honor the yeah, I, well, that was my next question. How do you? Uh, so, what do they do? They show up with a uh, photo ID of the of the name and of the person that actually bought it. Okay. Right. 
Got it. Yeah. Got it. I mean, right? And so what's really wild, right, is like people on, 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 a, on a surface level, it's like, hey, this is great. Everyone's showing up. But when you really dig in on it, holy bajoli, it's a lot of specifics and things. And then, and then changing over technology uh, has made it easier in a lot of ways. But, but again, this idea of clamping down on the secondary market, um, um, you know, brought up some details that we needed to work. So what we did was we, we communicated with everybody and said, hey, we're not, we're not going to uh, honor your ticket unless the actual purchaser of, you know, the table, because that's the way we do it. We do it in tables, like, like tables of four and two. You know, unless the actual purchaser there is there, you know, the other thing is, and to be fair, and, and I hope that Hubert Davis um, doesn't make too much fun of me for this, but, but, you know, to be honest, in uh, eight weeks ago, it didn't look like we were going to the final four. And so we actually booked a huge party for 20, or not, but a big party for 25 um, last night or, or Saturday night, excuse me. And of course, everything changed. And we called them up and we're like, hey, do you still want to come? And they're like, hell yeah, we want to come. So we honored them and we didn't make them do the $40 minimum and go through all of that stuff. Uh, because again, you got to you gotta honor the commitments you already make. And normally we would not schedule parties for Final Four, all right? But, you know, again, we, like everybody else, you know, you know, I thought we were going to beat Duke, but Final Four, that's, this is, we're playing with house money here, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Uh, so big night tonight, and then you know tomorrow is going to be uh, most likely a, a big day, especially if y'all win. But either way, you especially if we win. And, and normally, since COVID, we've been closed on Tuesdays, but we're opening up for lunch tomorrow just because we know there's so much business in town. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you saw the pictures of you know, and so then from up, and again, this is great, but there's also a lot of security issues and stuff. And I mean, like the crowd was so well behaved on Saturday; it was the largest party I've ever seen. And it was also seeming to me in many ways, the very best behaved. We, we had almost zero issues with customer interaction and problems and vandalism and all that kind of stuff. It was, it, and, and, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's true for the town too. So that was great because in years past, sometimes things would get out of hand and maybe there'd be some vandalism and all that. So, so knock on wood, we haven't had those issues so far. How many people can you get in top of the hill one time? The official capacity is 452. Um, and I'm not sure, like, like um, you know, sometimes the lawyer in me uh, wants to challenge these things. But our fire department has decided, well, it's 452, but you got to have that allocated evenly around this whole area. You know what I mean? Like they, they keep putting layers of it. So uh, we have learned both from... Uh, the feedback from the fire department, but also making sure there's room for people to get up and buy things. I mean, like it's somewhat that you don't necessarily want to run at that full capacity um, because it gets so crowded that, that you can't facilitate sales because people are so jammed in. So typically, you know, when you, when you figure we got 50 or 60 people for staff, you know, we like, we like to run it around 300 or 325 people. Um, and, and basically probably, you know, 60 or so under the theoretical absolute max. Um, but that keeps the fire department ha- happier. And it also, again, I think facilitates more business. Gotcha. Okay. So when you, like, if y'all win tonight, you won't have like, you, you know how to manage the number of people really well. You're not going to have people just flooding through the door. Oh, no, no. And it's really wild too. That, that's a whole phenomenon. Because again, we're on the third floor above where this huge street party takes place. And so it's really fascinating to watch 
games over, we win. Typically about half to two thirds of the crowd run out to get out on Franklin street. And then the other third run out to the rail to look out on Franklin street. Now I'm an old guy. Now I am definitely put me on the rail. I'm just going to watch it. Like, like, yeah. because it, you know, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm estimating that crowd was, you know, 60,000 people. It was huge. Street, I didn't you know? um, yeah. So then, so they all run out and then, and then what we do is we, you know, control them coming back in and um, you know, and again, this all sounds in some ways very, you know, like, Oh, we're so in control, but we just realized for the customer experience too, that, that, you know, having these waves of people run out and then a wave of people running back in yeah. is bad. And, and we've learned this the hard way. We've learned this from actually like, you know, we like any other organization should, you know, we have, um, we get together and we talk about best practices and things we would change and all that stuff. So, so a lot of the reasons why we do the things that we do is because we learned it the hard way at some big event in the past. Yeah. And we, you know, and we have these, this, this is the interesting thing, right? Not just national championships. I mean, this will be the, what, this will be the, the fifth time we played in a national championship since we've had top of the Hill open. Um, maybe, maybe the sixth, I, I have to go back and do the math, but you know, we also have Duke games and, and all this other kind of stuff too. So, so we are pretty familiar. I mean, we, uh, you know, basically on average, at least once a year, uh, we have a big street thing like this. So we, we have some experience with this. Awesome, man. Hey, I know you got a lot going on today, so I'm going to let you roll. I really appreciate this. Uh, and uh, go Heels, man. Hope you guys. Go, go Heels. I will, I, I will want to say at the risk of pissing people off or whatever, I love how the Coach K retirement party, and by the way, I'm a West Pointer. I, you know, I've got some affinity with him and all that, but I love the way the Roy, the, the, the Coach K retirement year has turned into the Roy Williams National Championship, UNC it, versus Cam. It is pretty funny, man. It's pretty wild. I mean, I have to say, this is like, you couldn't have written this. Uh, no, I, no, no, one, no one would believe it, right? That, this is definitely the the uh, truth, the stranger than fiction. So. No, and I, I tip my hat to your team, you know, and your coach, Hubert Davis, because, I mean, you guys got your butts kicked by Duke at UNC yeah. a few weeks ago. And I remember there was a, a guy, you know, Sports Talk Radio, one of these guys, it's amazing sometimes that they, you know, they can just say whatever and they they, they get paid. Never held accountable. All these guys were saying like, oh, there's a 99% chance that uh, Duke's going to, you know, win that game at camera. Like everybody's like, there's just no, like no way, no way, no way, no way. And, uh, but hey, it was a great game the other night. Um, Kansas is tough, should be a good game tonight, but uh, good luck, man. And, and uh, thanks for doing this on such a busy day. I appreciate it. Well, it's, it's my pleasure and thank you for inviting me. And uh, I will say that uh, uh, I think that winning the national championship is important for the rest of the world to remember this team forever. But in terms of Carolina, uh, this team has a spot on the Mount Rushmore of Carolina teams for doing what they did. So, so hopefully they go in there and, and, and win in the national championship. Uh, but regardless, these guys will never be forgotten. Love it, man. Love it. Appreciate it, Scott. All right, buddy. Thanks. Go Heels. Go Heels. Later.